just from the background of my life and where I came from and what I grew up in, it really showed me the worst side of life and it made me doubt any belief and lose all faith in God. Welcome to Happy Life Studios. We're here to help your life be happier. Yes, we are. Hello, happy. Hello, lifer. Here I am at Camp Whatever. And I'm singing this for a reason. Because it is the beginning of my youth camp season. What is up, happy lifers? Welcome to Happy Life Studios. Welcome to our summer camp series. We are on location at Camp Daniel, and we're sitting in my room that looks like I think some of the bulldozer came through here um, before I came in here today. I don't know what it must have happened last night sometime, but it's it's pretty bad. So, but we have a, a special guest for you today, Jordan. Welcome to Happy Life Studios, aka my seriously crazy messy room. Thank you for having me. So, Jordan, you came to to camp to become a counselor. Is that right? Yep. How did you hear about Camp Daniel? Um, through all my friends that were in a church group in my hometown. Okay. And what made you decide that you wanted to, you know, come and help counsel? Um, I mainly wanted to come help counsel because all throughout high school, I worked with kids with special needs and disabilities, and that was my main focus coming here because that was my passion and what I love doing is helping kids. Wow, that's pretty impressive. Um, how old are you? I am 19 years old. 19 years old. Man, you look older than that to me. Uh, so 19, and while you're in high school, you're working with, with people with disabilities. That's amazing. Here, Here's a young man. Jordan, you could do all sorts of things, and yet you decided to help people with disabilities even while you're in high school, so you came to, to camp here. Were you, were you nervous at all when you came to camp? Um, I wasn't nervous about dealing with the kids and the struggles that they like could bring to a counselor uh, at such a young age. I was more concerned about the religious aspect because when I came here, I had zero faith and zero belief. But you came anyway. Yeah. That's pretty impressive. So you were nervous because of the religious aspect of camp. What were your thoughts on God before you came to camp? I didn't really believe there was a God, and I didn't really believe anything anybody said to me about god okay all right i i kind of got to respect you for coming to a camp to help people with disabilities even though it's run by people that you're probably not going to agree with their spiritual beliefs right yeah that's it was my main struggle was those that was the only reason why i didn't want to come so so why would you say that um you 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 didn't have a relationship with god or you struggle with if someone wanted to try to talk to you about god you weren't going to listen to them where did that come from um, just from the background of my life and where I came from and what I grew up in, okay. it really showed me the worst side of life and it made me doubt any belief and lose all faith in God. And to be honest with you, when you told me your story, that's why you're in here because your story is so amazing. I, I couldn't believe it. I, I just, and, and Jordan, you came to me and you just started saying all these nice things to me about how what we were talking about had, had changed your life. But when you came to me and started talking about your past, um, I was just like, we've got to share this. I've got to share your story. And so I'm so glad that you're willing to share that story with us. Happy Lifer, this is going to blow you away, especially 
all these things happened to you, and yet you still, in the midst of all that, still found a way to help other people. Uh, that's that's applaudable. That's amazing. And that's why I think you're a hero. Tell the happy lifers what you told me the other night, a little bit about your story. Um, well, my parents and me lived in Texas until I was about three, and both my parents were alcoholics and drug abusers, and they left me in a hotel room when I was three years old, and then I had to ride a bus with a social worker back to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where what was left of my family was there, and then I got adopted by my grandfather. So hold on a second before you even go any further there. I just, it, it, it's the hardest thing for me to comprehend. So you're a three-year-old kid, and you're hanging out with your parents, and at the point they were staying at a hotel, right? Yep. And then they were just gone? Yeah. And, like, from what I was told, that like they bounced around like that, and we went hotel to hotel, and there was a couple times where I was left for like, two or three days at a time. What did you do as a, as a kid, a three-year-old, a two-year-old? You... I don't really remember, but that's just what from the social worker got from the hotel employees and what they told them. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know what to say except that I'm sorry. I mean that's that's pretty intense. And then so you you find out how did how did how did they find out that you were I mean did you finally realize that mom and dad aren't coming back or um they actually came to the hotel room for some odd reason I'm not sure why or really the story behind it but I just remember they came in and nobody was there besides me and I was just sitting there and so some people came in found you there by yourself just sitting there what did you do for food I don't really remember <laughs> wow all of a sudden a social worker shows up and now we've got to take you back to Green Bay so I don't imagine you remember the bus ride all the way back to... I just remember not being able to sleep and Ugh. because I was just worried. Like, Jordan, that's just not right. And when I look at the kind of young man that you are to this day, I just... I mean, that's... So, they brought you back to your family. What happened from that point on? Um, I just lived with my grandpa until I was probably four-ish, five, between four and five. And then they actually adopted me and signed the adoption papers because they needed to get like consent from my actual parents, and it took them a year and a half to find them. Wow. It's okay. Take your time. And once like everything adoption-wise was done, and it all went good for a couple months or so, and I lived with my grandma too, and. She was very religious, and I went to church with her every every Sunday and every Wednesday. I wasn't old enough for the confirmation class, but okay. I was always there because she was a teacher, like the confirmation okay. teacher. So I was was super religious and always had faith. And are you okay talking about this? Yeah. Because if you're not, you just let me know. No. Okay. I, I want to. Okay. Um. A, a happy life, right? I don't know. You're not in the room, so you can't feel what I'm feeling right now. But um, it's it's a, so take your time, Jordan. Uh, I appreciate you being so honest and open with us. Um, so then you were very religious, went to church with your grandma a lot, but you had said that you had kind of lost faith in God or believe God existed anymore. So what happened? 
Um, when I was about five after the adoption and everything, my grandfather was really abusive and he really made me think like, is this how I'm supposed to grow up? Because wow. until I was three, I never really had parent figures and I never knew the love I was supposed to have and the love I was supposed to be treated with and just the way he treated me compared to all the fr- all my friends and stuff at the time at school, the way they talked about their fathers and moms. Like, he just tore me down mentally, physically, and just made me feel like absolutely nothing. And at one point I sat in my bedroom and I was just talking to God and was asking him why and, like, what did I do to deserve this? And then it just kept happening and until I was probably 14, 15 and just every day I was getting hit, being called every name in the book and just really thrown out like garbage and Jordan, man. Okay. So I don't know about you, happy life or, but if that were me, um, I'd struggle with faith too. I could see why you would struggle. Is there really a God? If there's a God, why would he allow this to happen? All that type stuff. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I mean, did you ever have any thoughts or questions like that in your head? I mean, what were you thinking when that stuff was going on? Um, I really wasn't thinking because after two or three months of it, I just became numb to it. And it was expected on the daily. Every every day I woke up, I was thinking, what what's today going to hold for me? And what's he going to do to me today? And so I, after a while, I just became numb to it, and so you just got used to it. Yeah, and that became your normal. Yeah. So. Okay, so um, so you come to camp, and um, what happened? Just the love I felt from everybody and the campers, the counselors, the interns, the workers, everywhere you looked, there everybody was smiling. There was nobody that wasn't smiling or joking with you and making sure you were okay. And it was just a love that I've never felt in my life before. And then along with all the chapel sessions and all the small group talks we had, it really got everything clicking. Like this is the love I deserved and love I needed throughout my life. And the thing that really started all of it was and I still the first two days I pushed God out and every chapel thing and every small group talk we had I never I never really was all in for it like I listened and I was there for my camper like I wasn't there for myself and then Tuesday night I sat down with my camper after I was got them all showered and ready for bed and we're supposed to pray with them and go over the lessons and even the first day I was lackadaisical with that and just going through the motions. And then Tuesday night I sat down and we actually prayed and he thanked God for letting him come to this amazing camp and giving him a counselor. And then he told me that I was his light and that really set it off for me. And, made me realize that there is a purpose and that God is real and he has a plan for every one of us. Yeah, right. 
Tell us a little bit about Matt, your camper. My camper is, his name's Matt. He goes by Mateo. <laughs> He's probably the easiest outgoing kid I've ever met. What was the first thing he told you? You told me one of the first things he told you. First thing he told me when his dad dropped him off was that he's a ladies' man. <laughs> he had his hair all gelled over. And we started unpacking all of his suitcases, and he's pulling out his suit jacket, his dress shoes and everything, <laughs> saying this is what I'm going to do to get the girls. And from that moment on, we just clicked. And Yeah. And I, Matt, just he just makes me happy inside. In fact, so many campers. Went, and, and if you come back next year, in fact, you're coming back. You said you're coming back another week. You're only planning to come in one week, right? Yep. And you changed your mind, and all of a sudden now you're going to spend a whole other week here? That is correct. Happy lifer. The conditions here aren't the most conducive for any human. So the fact that you would come back to these kind of conditions, is somebody paying you to do this? No, I'm doing this because it's something that I love. And for the first time in my life, I actually feel at home and feel like I'm wanted and needed somewhere yeah and you are and you always have been but i can imagine it'll be hard to believe that with the things that happened to you in your past and and like i was saying a minute ago is that when when matt every time i see matt every year you know i saw him and all of a sudden he gets he lights up i light up we come and we hug each other but the campers are like that every time i see him they just they come running at you next year when you come back these campers when matt sees you and you're going to be assigned a different camper, maybe. He's going to come running to you. He's going to give you a hug. He's going to be, I mean, this place is love. <laughs> I mean, it's one of the most, it's the happiest place and it's the lovingest place on earth that I've, I've been to. And I've grown up speaking at camps and stuff like that. But would you agree there's something special about this place? There's something incredible about this place. It's, it's the happiest place on earth. <laughs> Yeah, and you're not, and you're not the only one either. James came, and and James has a football scholarship for a college next year, and and he came for one week as well. But all of a sudden, he ended up spending the whole five weeks here. You know, he came the one week, and he just keeps coming week after week after week. And anyway, I, I'm getting off track here, so I want to get back to Mateo. You know, you said he's a very loving camper, very gentle camper, very amazing camper. Is there anything else that you want to say about Matt? He's He's taken more care of me this week than I feel like I've done to him. <laughs> right. Because, like, I've really, since Tuesday, I've been struggling emotionally-wise, like, because it's just a lot to take in. And right. He's been every night praying with me. He's always thanking me and thanking God for letting me be his counselor. Yeah. And it's it's hard for him to understand that, but it really does mean the world to me because when I came here I didn't I didn't feel like I really had a need to be here or a need to be on this earth or a purpose really and wow. he really felt that void in my heart and the campers have a way of doing that here I'm telling you every time I come here I I get fixed <laughs> you know and um I you know I, I'm I'm going I'm over three decades, I've been speaking at camps. I've been working at camps. I've been counseling at camps. I've been singing at camps. I've planned camps. I've done just about every role um, a camp could have. But this is the only camp I've, I've ever been to where the campers counsel the counselors. 
I mean, you know, like you said, the campers, they give more to us than we give to them. You know, they need us here to to help them do what they need to do. But, boy, the love they give us and the peace that they give us and the family that they give us, which I want to go to this moment that, Jordan, I don't know if I'll ever forget this moment that happened Wednesday night. And instead of going into a chapel, we decided to all hang out around the campfire and we're just talking around the campfire, you know. And Matt, he's kind of shy very he's like a gentle giant strong guy but he's just very shy and everyone we're talking about you know if you could say anything to jesus what would you tell him i was sitting right next to matt and then you were sitting on the other side of matt and matt tasked me says i i, I want to say something next so i raised my hand and i said hey matt has something to say and he got up and he said i i would tell jesus thank you for everybody that's here i love you all this is like my family and not knowing your past jordan do you remember what happened next you had to leave the campfire. And I don't know if you remember this or not, but you got up, walked past Matt, and on the way out, you said to me, hey, can you watch Matt? You said, I have to go to the bathroom. Right? Yeah, yeah. Remember that? But you had tears coming down your face. And I didn't know what was going on there, but I know now what was going on after you told me your story. You know, So here you are, a kid, and your parents treat you like that, and your grandpa treats you like that. And, and then all of a sudden you get a camper, that calls you his family. And I, I just wanted to share that story. I just, this is how God works. This is how God showed you that you are valuable to him and that you do have a family and that all that that happened to you was, was wrong and it was messed up, but it wasn't, it, it wasn't the plan. It's not how God feels about you. So just been a powerful camp. It's been a life, literally a life-changing camp for you. Uh, it really has. And I've really changed even since I've been here and I've only been here five days. And when I came here, I was a shy kid. I didn't go out and I wasn't the one dancing out there and singing and actually enjoying myself because like growing up that way, I'd, like was so worried about what people thought of me and was always worried about my self image because just the way I was talked down on and everything. I just, I didn't really love myself and I didn't, I hated just about everything about myself because every day getting every single flaw I could think of being pointed out to me, Mm. like it really destroyed my ego. And then when I came here, since I came here, I'm, I, it's just a judgment-free zone, and nobody, nobody's there judging you or saying this or saying that. You're just out here living your life, and you're doing what you want to do and how you want to do it, and it just really changed me because now I know even once I leave after next week, I'm gonna be a totally different person and not gonna be afraid to go outside my normal life that I was living that wasn't really my life because I was afraid of what people would think of me. How do you feel about God now? I could not have more faith and more belief in God because now that I'm seeing all this and hearing all this, like God's plan for you isn't isn't always going to be a smooth path just laid out in front of you. You're going to have hurdles and potholes and days where you're just 
in the darkest places and no matter what you're going to be okay because you're in God's hands yeah and how do you feel about yourself now I'm happy with myself and I'm happy with who I am and I'm not afraid to tell people yeah I enjoy working with special needs kids because all throughout high school I even got so much stuff for always being in the special ed department and working with all the kids and during our lunch I always sat at the table with all the special needs kids and wow and it was even as being one of the athletic kids in school and the popular kids in school I still got so much stuff about it and it really really tore me down and like every day I went home and I just felt like crap because I cared what everybody else thought about me and now it's I don't even I'm going to do what I want to and not care what anybody else thinks mm-hmm. about me because if it makes me happy that's what I'm me- meant to do and yeah yeah so in closing this thing I want to close this thing out thank you for, for being so vulnerable for us and sharing your heart and that that couldn't be easy I mean I the happy lifers couldn't see your face and I'm editing out all the pauses we had to take while you were processing and speaking all this stuff I, I don't imagine this is a story that you've shared much I haven't shared this with anybody and I've been holding it in for 15 16 years and wow. I came here not knowing anybody and I'm pouring my heart out to some guy that I met that everybody looks up to and it's just the unconditional love I felt here and yeah it's the way I was supposed to feel so let me ask you one last question I'm so jazzed I'm so excited about the fact that God took someone that had lost all hope for family lost all hope for happy felt the way you did and he, and he returned and he and he poured love back into you you said something the other night about how um how i don't remember how you said it but about how god now you realize that god is real and that he does love you and that he does care about you and how god this whole time is actually you see it now how he's had his life on your his hand on your life right remember saying that yeah yeah um so we're talking about people with disabilities here and and a lot of these campers have some pretty severe disabilities right uh they can't communicate some of them can't communicate if they don't have someone to help them some of them can't go to the bathroom if they don't have somebody to help them some of them can't eat if they don't have anyone to help them and there are other ones that are higher functioning right but why do you have any idea why this is such a happy place when they have so many disabilities that they have to look beyond god it's nobody else but god because he's put everybody here and given everybody the opportunity to be here yeah because i didn't know i was coming here until a day before i was supposed to be here i had a day to pack all my bags and everything and it just there you can't write you can't make this up it's everything that's ever happened to me has led me to this and being put through all that i if I wasn't put through everything I was, I wouldn't be as compassionate to people because I see it with their special yeah. needs and disabilities that no matter what I'm going through, that they're always, that's what their daily life is, is a struggle. Yeah. And that's what my life was. And if that wasn't for, if that wasn't the case, I wouldn't be here today. I'd, I wouldn't be believing in God again. And just, it feels great. Wow. 
thank you for sharing happy life i hope you enjoyed that as much as i did um you know and, and you got it it's god the bible says in first john that god is love and that's why this place is such a a loving place and, and the bible also says that i will be happy for god makes me glad and that's what it is here. When when God is in a place, joy is in a place. And his presence is fullness of joy. When God's in a place, love is in that place. And um, and when God is in a place, light is in that place. And I'm so glad that your friends brought you and you got to experience and listen to God tell you how valuable you are to him because you are valuable. And we do need you. And not just those students that were in your school um, uh, need you, but... The world needs you, and I'm just so excited, too, that you're going back out there as the real Jordan. A lot of that hurt has been removed. A lot of that burden has been taken off of you. I can see the difference in you, in your face, in your countenance, and it's pretty cool, Jordan. And so I just want to take a moment and say thank you, Jesus, for what you did for Jordan and what you do for us at camp. And that's why I want to bring the the uh, camping series to you, Happy Lifers. I hope you're not getting tired of all these uh, camping episodes, but so many cool things happen at camp, and that, that there's so many cool stories that lead to happy at camp. And so I just thought they'd be perfect. So I might even have a few more left in there because there's so many powerful stories. And Jordan, your story is one of the most powerful that I've heard uh, in my life, and I just want to thank you for for sharing that with us. If I wasn't meant to share it, I wouldn't. God wouldn't have put me through it. And being here too made me realize that it's not even about my life that's been affected it's about what my life can affect everybody else and be their light because they'll know that they're not the only ones going through a really rough time yeah thank you jordan and thank you happy lifer someone happy make just one someone happy and you will be happy too Remember, life isn't perfect, but it can be happy. Steve Ace.